Hi, welcome to episode two of The Teacher's Promise. Once again, I'm your host, Brett Hansen, and I'm honored to help inspire, celebrate, and nurture educators around the world by sharing the stories of extraordinary, dedicated, compassionate people just like you, and then exploring important ideas that will make us all better educators. This week, we'll be discussing the extraordinary opportunities in a STEAM classroom, especially with an extraordinary teacher like Jessica Meacham. Jessica won the 2013 Wisconsin Rural Teacher of the Year and then followed that up with the 2014 National Rural Teacher of the Year. She was recently nominated for an award for excellence in teaching math and science and was one of the top four finalists in the nation. She knows what she's talking about in the classroom. Her nominating principal said that she knows how to make the ordinary extraordinary and her incredible passion for teaching and learning is contagious and inspires her colleagues and students to never settle for less than their best. So this is going to be a spectacular session. Don't forget to come back next week when we join Josh Rankin and listen to him share his vision on how to build a community of citizens in an alternative education classroom in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So let's get to it. So when I started the Teacher's Promise and I had the original idea, um, I was thinking about teachers like Mrs. Meacham, Jess Meacham. And when my students um, included her in the nominations during my first survey, I was ecstatic because then I got to invite Mrs. Meacham to be on the Teacher's Promise. Um, Jess is an extraordinary teacher, unbelievably dedicated. Uh, If you could see her classroom in action, you would know exactly why I was hoping that she would wind up on the show. And if the students hadn't nominated her, I would just wait until round two and then I would have invited her. So it's my great pleasure to introduce to you uh, Miss Jessica Meacham and to invite her on the show. Thanks for coming, Jess. Well, thank you for inviting me. This is actually my very first podcast ever. Wow. So considering, I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah, considering all the technology you do, it's surprising. And if you want, it probably won't be your last because we'll make sure people know. <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, whatever you think is relevant and important in regards to you becoming a teacher. Well, I just finished my 25th year of teaching, which is incredible to me. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. I have taught in Minnesota for six years and just finished my 19th year teaching here at Southern Door in Wisconsin. And I've had the unique opportunity of teaching every grade level, 4K through 6, either as a classroom teacher or as a STEAM teacher. And I've had the unique pleasure of teaching in all kinds of different school settings as well, both urban, rural, and then also suburban. And in both private parochial schools, private non-parochial schools, as well as public schools. So it's kind of a varied experience of teaching for me. And it sounds like the perfect example of expertise by experience. I I have absolutely nothing against, uh, you know, terminal degrees and masters and PhDs, but there is something very, very important about simply being really good at something through years of experience and all kinds of variety. That's awesome. Yeah, really every year starting from my very first year has been, for lack of a better term, kind of like a snowball effect. I've learned and grown from every situation and have learned and grown from every person that I've worked with and and the kids. So it's a culmination of experiences that help me do what I do now. 
And so STEAM, just in case, I mean, I'm sure most people know, but that's uh, STEM plus the arts, so science, yes. technology. Yeah. Engineering, Engineering, arts, we add a little ag science here because we're rural. Right. And then, of course, mathematics. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so wonderful to see that happen in your room. Um, I, I know I already said that, but I can't help it. Every time I walk down to the elementary school, I just love walking by your room because the students are so happy. I mean, they're learning and having fun and, and they're happy. It's, in my opinion, a perfect example of compassion manifest into action uh, because there's no way anybody does that much work if they don't really love the kids that are, that are in the room. So it's spectacular. Uh, hopefully we can share a photo for, uh, for everyone in the show notes. Um, and if not, we'll figure out some way that you can see how extraordinary her room is. So what, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you see compassion playing a part in STEAM classes or in technology type classes like that. Because I think sometimes it might seem like, you know, how do you fit compassion into a tech class? Yeah, well, thinking back to even my first year of teaching, I was so excited to be a teacher. And of course, I thought back to all the classes that I had just taken and I was going to use what I learned and then set up my classroom. And that was all the science of teaching. And I was interested in setting up the classroom, decorating, lesson planning, and then the kids came. And I quickly realized that there's much more to teaching than the logistics, the mechanics of teaching. There's more to it because you have all of these little human beings that are in front of you and they're reacting to not only one another because you're a little family unit, but also what you're asking them to do, what you've planned for them to do. And so early on in my career, I've learned about this balance of the art of teaching and then the science of teaching. And how that plays out now as a STEAM teacher is very much the same as how it played out back then. It's slowing down when you're lesson planning and taking time to build relationships. We hear a lot about building relationship with, relationships with students because it, anytime that you invest in learning about the interest of students, where they're at, um, taking time to listen to them, your lessons are going to go a lot more smoothly. And your lessons might actually change based on what you learn. And in turn, they're going to be more invested in them. So it's a, it's a really good relationship between the science of teaching and the art of teaching, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I have thought about that a lot myself. I, um, I'm a creative person, and I love... Um, finding new ways to connect to the students and do things. I sometimes put too much emphasis on the results, and that's one thing I'm working on a lot. So uh, more art and less scores is the way I look at it for me, but um, it's a good balance. It's an important balance. So um, what would advice would you give to new teachers coming in or teachers who've been around for maybe you know, 10, 15 years but um, not – you know, as long as you're not 25 years, what advice would you give to them in regards to teaching in a way where they stay in the classroom? One of our big goals, of course, is dealing with this teacher exodus. Um, what would you say to new and intermediate teachers? One thing that I've learned personally is that you have to forgive yourself. Um, teaching is incredibly hard, 
and day in and day out, things might not go the way that you have planned, or there might be surprises that pop up and during the day. And ref- teachers generally are reflective, and they they sometimes tend to take that home and ruminate on it. Yeah. And I've learned that it's really important to learn from what's happened, plan ahead, and try to be proactive about situations that might be similar that might pop up in the future, but then let it go. Learn from it, let it go, forgive yourself. And likewise, or similarly, you'd want to collaborate, help out your neighbor teachers, and forge partnerships so that if they're in a situation where they can maybe learn from something that you've learned or vice versa, there's that camaraderie. So one of the main goals of the Teacher's Promise is really to um, celebrate teachers, but also to recognize how much we grow from caring for our students, for loving other people's children, however you want to put it. And that comment you made about forgiving yourself is really telling teachers talk that way. I don't know if there are many other jobs where people say they have to forgive themselves for a mistake they made at work. Um, What do you think compassion does for teachers? I mean, we know what it does for our students. It is the fuel that helps us do the work for them. But what does compassion do for teachers? I I think that compassion helps us to remember that we are are all humans. And it's not just about turning the page in the math book, the teacher textbook, the manual, and plowing through that to get to the end and check it off and say, I did it. Compassion infuses into the lesson that you're dealing with not only a human teacher who has emotions and feelings and and is is working with a class full of students who also have those emotions and feelings and we've all come from different places i recently read somewhere it's like we're all rowing or not even rowing we're all in different vessels on the sea and some of us have different boats and different tools to use but when you put us all in a classroom you have to take into account that we're all culturally different and that we come from different cultural traditions and family structures and compassion addresses that. It pauses that science of teaching, if I may, and it brings in that art of teaching where you're being responsive to the needs and interests of what you're your kids your students have yeah and I strongly believe that that act which is really difficult for many people to talk about enriches our souls um, and benefits us in ways that are difficult to measure that other jobs just don't Um, it's one of the main goals of the the podcast is to talk about that to explore it and to try to get teachers to Think about it in a way that will enrich it and expand it even more, hopefully exponentially. So uh, uh, if I may, I'm sorry if I embarrass you, but I think you're a perfect example of this. Um, You're just a spectacular person. And I don't know if it's because you're a spectacular teacher or if you're a spectacular teacher because you're a spectacular person, 
but I think it's probably a two-way street, and uh, you're a, a wonderful role model for the teacher's promise, So, and we'll talk about that more later. Um, so, Jess, if our listeners could um, visit your classroom and walk in there with you, uh, what would they experience, and what is it that makes it such a wonderful place? I know it's a wonderful, special place, but what, what would they experience that would show them how extraordinary it is? Well, our classroom, as of a couple of years ago, it now has these beautiful windows that you can look into. I sometimes feel like we're in a zoo as people can watch us yeah, as I've they been walk one of by. Them. Yes. Down often, yeah. <laughs> that was purposeful because we're a workshop based approach. And you would see kids working in groups. They'd probably be at tables or on the floor. It would look like we're playing because we're very play based, experiential learning. Kids are working in teams. They're working through challenges to solve uh, problems and come up with solutions to those problems. And they are sometimes asked to iterate those problems or those, those solutions to find a better, better solution that meets their clients' needs. You would notice that the classroom is both organized but messy at the same time. And you would notice that kids probably have smiles on their faces and they might also show a little bit, little bit of sign of frustration because they're being asked to work in teams where they have to collaborate and share share their ideas, but also compromise. So it's 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 fun, but it's also a challenge for us because it kind of mimics the real world and in, in what their future jobs might ask them to do when they're working in teams on a on a team based approach and things like that. Yeah. It well. It, it's definitely working. It's an extraordinary classroom and I think one of the most dynamic places in the district. So that's wonderful. Um, are there any teachers that have had um, an important lasting effect on you in regards to kindness? Can you, can you think of any teachers that you'd like to recognize and who were extremely kind to you or touched you in some special way? That would definitely be my high school, well, at the time, they called them home economics teachers. Um, now they'd be called family consumer science teachers. I think I took every single class that she offered. So I learned things from sewing to cooking. And it wasn't necessarily the content that I was interested in, maybe at first, because I thought, oh, it'd be nice to sew and cook. But what kept me coming back to her classes was her personality. She's just very charismatic. Can you tell us her name? Mrs. Stone. Oh, cool. Mrs. Karen Stone. Yeah, that's great. She's she just really took a vested interest in every student, and I felt that and noticed that, and I remember that. Yeah, one of my sort of little dreams that uh, um, I'm going to try to uh, implement is to contact these people that the guests mention. I, I don't know how I'll find Miss Karen Stone, but I'm going to get Well, I have her. I, I, know, I know how to get her. Get awesome. Hold of her. So yep. that's going to happen. So um, you know, we have a teacher shortage in the United States right now, and it's really important that we try to keep the excellent teachers that we have, but also we need to get some more people in there. So who, who do you think should become a teacher, or why should people become teachers today? I think that anyone who loves and enjoys working with kids that's a bonus. And if you do love and enjoy working with kids and you have passions and interests that you enjoy talking about and engaging with, that's a great combination uh, that would propel you towards a successful teaching career. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, 
I have to tell people honestly that for um, years in the middle of my career, I did not encourage people to go into teaching. I was frustrated. Um, I was frustrated with Act 10 here in Wisconsin. I was frustrated with uh, Frozen Pay. I was frustrated with many things. And that's part of the Teacher's Promise book and uh, my story. And so um, I am always grateful when people um, try to promote teaching as a profession because uh, at, at a certain point, you make enough money and things can go well. Um, it's hard at first, but the results at the end are worth it. The payoff is worth it. So I completely agree that that there are benefits that that don't show up in your paycheck or your benefit list. So and those benefits that I mentioned, sharing your passions, sharing your interests, teaching things that come naturally to you or you find interesting and engaging, and your combination of enjoying kids, that's going to help propel you through those darker times that yeah. make teaching challenging. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people who go through what I went through. I think there are some who don't. Um, I don't really know whether you are one that ever did. You don't look like somebody who would be tempted by the dark side the way I was or people who leave teaching. But uh, uh, for those of you that um, don't know what it feels like to want to leave the profession, you're very fortunate. For those of you that are possibly considering that, uh, please listen to some other guests and and realize that um, these benefits of living a profession that forces you to be compassionate and to love other people's children and accept all children as our children, uh, it pays off, I promise, in the long run. So uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the show when we get to the end, and I get to thank our wonderful guest for all the wonderful things he or she does. And today it's easy. Um, Jess, you are an extraordinary person and an extraordinary teacher. Uh, From the very beginning, everybody who... um, experiences your classroom or sees you or is a parent and their children go through your class know that you don't really need to explain how compassion is important in your teaching because it is always present. You are an extraordinary teacher, a loving, wonderful person, and every student that's ever gone through your class has benefited because of your personality, your kindness, and your dedication. Uh, Jess works so hard for her students, for Um, all of them so they always come in and have an extraordinary experience and uh, we are all extremely grateful so thank you from everyone from all the parents from all the teachers from all the students you're wonderful thank you oh you're very kind words thank you my pleasure so hopefully you too now see or at least hear why Jess Meacham is such an extraordinary educator she finds that extraordinary balance between the science and art of education, being very organized and dedicated to their skills while also caring deeply about the kids, their souls, and their future. But we need to remember her advice that we have to learn to forgive ourselves when things don't go exactly as we planned. Just let it go. That's what she says. And we have to embrace the humanity in the classroom by seeing and recognizing their cultures and finding a way to connect to them. And then, perhaps most importantly, sharing our passions. By sharing our passions, we will enjoy our students more, and that's ultimately one of the main goals. Because we spend a lot of time in these classrooms. We need to enjoy our lives too. So, thank you again for joining us and believing that all children are our children.
and that all kids deserve our intelligent compassion. And thank you for subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, because we really want to share these stories, these articles, the free materials, the resources, and some other really dynamic stories we have coming up with as many teachers and educators as possible. So thank you for subscribing. And then, if you have time, please leave a review. Once again, I didn't really understand why reviews were so important in the past, but they really are. So if you have the time, I'd greatly appreciate it, because more reviews lead to more people in our community. So thank you for considering that. And then finally, always remember that you must take care of yourself in order to take care of others. So please join the Teacher's Promise Facebook group, where we can meet together once a week and try to help take care of each other. Until next time.